I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Shockphobia Fest! Welcome to Brattle World, I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another edition of Shockphobia Fest! A month-long celebration of All Hallows' Eve's most frightening films and comic spooks... And this time we're talking about the classic 1970s Marvel horror comic Tomb of Dracula and the rise of Marvel horror in general. So I wanted to talk about this for a little while. I thought that Halloween is the best time for this. And because there's been a lot of talk of Marvel horror quite recently with the success of Immortal Hulk, Absolute Carnage, the announcement that Doctor Strange 2 will be Marvel's first fully-fledged horror movie, as well as the upcoming Blade movie, Morbius movie, the possible casting of a female ghostwriter, and the announcement of the Hellstrom TV series, which has been greenlit. Marvel's kind of having a, a horror renaissance, if you will. And I've invited one of my favourite comic book experts back onto the show. It is my friend and yours, it's Dennis Wirtle. Boo. 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 Boo indeed. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thank you. Expert. I like that. You are I'm an not, expert. I'm not an expert. You, well, I, I believe you are. I know stuff. Little I mean, stuff. if, I, if I'm, an, I'm I believe I'm an expert. And if I'm saying you're an expert, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And uh, how, how are you this All Hallows Eve? I'm a little bit sleepy. A little, <laughs> a little sleepy. <laughs> a little I mean, bit sleepy. It's not, it's not All Hallows Eve. We're recording this earlier than that. But, um, I'm but always sleepy. So we're, in the, we're in the spooky season, aren't we? The spooky yeah. season. And oh. you're Bit tired. You're I'm wearing your sleepy hollow hoodie as well. Yes, which from Sleepy Hollow. Are you, fe- are you feeling a bit, um, a bit headless? I feel like cutting some. Yes, I feel <laughs> <laughs> stressful day at work. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, no, it's, little it's, bit. it's got better. It's, it's got better. <laughs> well, actually, before we get started, we've got a little bit of news to announce. We have. We have. We have. We have. We're not having a baby. No, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a boy. We are both going to Malta Comic Con. We are going to Malta Comic Con. What a trip this is going to be. I'm very excited. They've got so many cool comic book guests. I haven't had a holiday in over a year, so I'm really looking forward to it, even though it's kind of a working holiday. It's going to be really, really cool. And in November, I was going to have Robot Month, but that is no longer going to happen because all of the stuff I'm going to record at Malta is going to go on slowly but surely throughout November, leading up to the alternativity stories that I'm going to do in December. Another season of themed Christmas-themed podcasts coming up. So I'm really looking forward to all that. And, and I'm really glad to be going. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to come. It'd be great. <laughs> it's, it's, you're going to be interviewing all the guests. Yes. Um, taking part in panels. Yes. Eating and drinking. Oh, and, I do like um, that. I do. That's my that's my favourite bit, I think. And mingling with the stars. With the comic book royalty. The, yes. the real rock stars 
of the comic book world. And consuming your buddy's weight in pizza. And uh, Al Ewing's going to be there. And we've, Al's, Al's uh, going to be there, we yeah. spoke to. I spoke to, you definitely spoke to him at Oldham Comic Con. I, yeah. I got to interview him and do the panel as well that was on this very channel. Um, you know, But he's, a, he's an absolute star and he's an absolute diamond geezer. Uh, when it comes to comic books and the world of the Hulk, he knows you know more than anybody. He probably knows more than you and me combined. Yeah, he, know, he likes the Hulk. He, he knows really, the Hulk. really he likes knows the Hulk. stuff. And and he's very much involved in the horror, body horror element of that book as well. And another thing that's coming up is you're having another celebration at the shop at Comic yes. Den. Yes, we're having a annual um, Halloween fest type thing. Type thing, yeah. It's ba- it's basically it's um, another kind of Batman day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. free 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 horror comics, free Halloween comics, um, food and cake, which is always that's always the best bit. Um, I, I honestly, up. I was I was scoffing last time as Hugo Strange. You'd never seen Hugo Strange scoff down so much cake. Lots of um, funny people dressing up too, and um, Joker faces. Joker faces, okay. Which seems to be the theme. All right, okay. Um, so, I'll, say well, Joker faces, I'm just going to go, come as a clown. Come as a clown. You'd fit in well. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm already a bit of a joker. Yeah, so. I'm a bit of a joke. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But lots of free comics. I think there's 25 titles. Amazing. Um, and we also got a guest who's, I think if you go on the Facebook page, it's been announced. And okay. they will be signing their new book and giving away free art prints of horror type stuff. Oh, amazing. And will there so. be discounts on horror books? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. oh yes. And we've got some very special stuff which leads us into the thing about pre-cold yes you know proper horror stuff definitely people got involved and again before we start as well um i mean i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there at the halloween fest or the comic fest halloween comic fest i think it's called the halloween Halloween comic fest um so i'll be there picking up i'm gonna pick up my my batman vampire book and my joker by uh john carpenter yes pick up those books Um, Which is very good. Is it? Yes. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm so so. I heard. I heard something about toxic masculinity or something about it. It's very John Carpenter. Good. That's what. I, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want. Because I do like. I liked his uh, take on his comic book with uh, Big Trouble Little China. That's yes. really good. And all of his yeah. other sort of comic book stuff's really good as well. Can't wait. And we are also doing uh, a competition together. We are doing the competition. We are doing the competition. And you have picked one of your one of the Marvel horror titles yes. that we're going to be talking about today, and some of those kind of characters. You picked out a book um, that we are going to give away. All you have to do, if you've not done it already, is like the Comic Den. So it's Oldham's Comic Den on Facebook. Uh, You can find it on one of the posts on my social medias if you're struggling to find it. And all you have to do is share that post or retweet it, whatever we do nowadays with the social medias, and use the hashtag #PrepareForPrattle, And then me and Den will decide... After a bit of cooperation, we will decide the one person that is going to get that book. So very exciting stuff. So if you like the stuff we're talking about today, you are going to love that prize. So get entering that competition. It's a very good book. Okay. Have you specified the book? I have, yes. Okay, okay. Should we keep it a mystery? Yes. We'll keep it a mystery. A spooky mystery. Spooky horror mystery. <laughs> oh, no, Scoop! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no, it was old man Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing. I'm trying to pull his mask off. Yeah, but you can't see that. I mean, that's because it's ridiculous. Because deep down, underneath all that, I'm just some horrible monster freak. <laughs> underneath all this human, all this human kind of flesh and stuff underneath. Beard, I'm just you're a lot of beard. Pure the evil. It's a lot of beard. Yeah, a lot Someone, of beard. My friend complimented me on my beard. It's recently. a very good beard. So, it's the winter months. It's getting a bit chilly. I'm jealous because I it'll take me at least you are, seventy-five you are, years. You are a prepubescent child, so it's fine. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Don't come here to be insulted. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My guest. My guest. Um, so let's get started. So let's talk about horror comics in general. So they have a long 
back before we even get to Tomb of Dracula, because we are going to talk about Tomb of Dracula and the rest of the Marvel stuff, we need to go back to the very, very beginning, just to put it all in context. So take it away, Dan. Horror comics have been around for a very long time. They were around with Superior, the pulp stories. Mm-hmm. They were published in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Penny Dreadfuls. Mm-hmm. So horror has always been in kind of like the comic book medium, shall yeah. we say. I mean, even Batman stories were quite yeah, horrific. quite really dark. On. Yeah. So we had companies in the 40s really take this horror and look at what they could do with it. And they did some horrific stories, <laughs> which are absolutely fantastic. Um, so you had like five or six publishers mm. who decided they were going to really, really push horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of you had the pristine books that kind of did reprints of the um, classic Dracula, the Bram Stokers, yeah. and um, the Marshallis Frank. So you had what's called the pristine books, which were which were like graphic novels. So they weren't like comics; they were pages and pages of story, yeah. then illustrations, then okay. a couple of pages and then illustrations. Um, but then you had companies that went all out with headless people and zombies and werewolves and body parts and sounds good sounds amazing yeah so you had you had one particular one um that did a book called um my mind goes blank um ec ec comics yeah so So they they were known for doing yeah uh tales from the crypt that's the that's the most famous one yeah vault of horror they they did lots of different types things Mm. um but you also had DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. which also did horror books, mm. they did lots of very good. And it meant timely before it became Marvel. It was time. Was it timely Atlas and then Marvel? Yeah, yeah. They did lots of horror books. They did more horror books than they did horror and western books than yeah. they did superhero books. Mm. Um, they they had like Captain America in the horror books, and even after when they became Marvel, you had werewolves and vampires and things fighting the Nazis. Yeah. So it's got a long history of kind of horror in mainstream comics mm. but unfortunately um this is america and um they thought it was very bad mm. and it was changing the youth it was it was messing with them it was turning into delinquents and, and was, what 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 kind of era was this what time was this, this? is probably i think the 40s probably 50s late, late 40s early yeah, 50s yeah yeah um, so, so actually, it's kind of the the rise of the teenager, isn't it? Because yeah, you had music prior prior to the war. You know, the the child labour laws. You know, you would become a teenager and you go straight into work. Yes. So, so in the fifties, we got the we got a kind of new wave of of youth, and that's and you know, teenagers when they've got nothing to do, they're going to act out. Yeah, um, and that's why where you get your Jimmy Deans and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, so it was, I was a teenage werewolf. It, it was the era of kind of rebel. Yeah, people were rebelling against things, mm-hmm. and comics, a bit like music and other things, mm-hmm. were front and center. Comics were making our youth into mm-hmm. bastards. Yeah, <laughs> terrible people who were going to go and like like they blame like they blame movies movies these days. Yeah, not unlike maybe the Joker movie that's just yeah. come out or. You know, any violent video games. They're, apparently, they're opening video game addiction places now. Um, that's a new program that they've set up on the NHS, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, awesome. Yes, but like, in my opinion, I think if you're gonna, if you want to do some horrible thing, no matter what you're influenced by, you're gonna do you're that gonna horrible do thing. Yeah. You got to screw loose. You're gonna do it. So pre pre kind of 1950s, there were around about. 25 to 30 publishers which were just publishing horror books and this became a bit of a problem mm-hmm. um, throughout throughout America there was lots of kind of movements they tried self-regulating themselves okay. um, by having um, a kind of thing they could sign up to Yeah, didn't work people didn't yeah. sign up to it um, so unfortunately they took it to Senate so there was a big trial um, in Senate and um, a nice man whose name is <laughs> Frederick Worthen 
There he is. Nice man. The writer of Seduction, Seduction of the Innocent. Yes, Seduction of the Innocent. He basically put together... Sounds like a modern day porno. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Now he, he put together basically um, a couple of days worth and mm. a put big portfolio of how comics were making the youth yeah. homosexual. Yeah, so, so he, yeah, so he stated that the, the horror comics and the crime comics and the yeah. no, noir comics were, you know, promoting violence, promoting aggression, promoting, you know, and the, some of the superhero ones also got yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Batman and Robin were because two two grown men can't live together without being homosexual, and you know back in that day homosexuality was a bad thing, was yes. a very bad thing. Um, so then they had to change. They had to give uh, Batwoman and Batgirl uh, a role in the books. Um, Wonder Woman was yeah. condoned for the, the amount of cleavage and skin and the, on the show. Famous bondage cover. The bondage, yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, she had a lasso, so she was tying people. That was up. her. That was her yeah. weakness as well for a long time. That was her but, weakness. Yeah, so the the, the bondage thing was a big a big issue. A big the, bugaboo. The main thing he was getting at was the horror books. Yeah. The use of gore. The use of violence. Yeah. Um, and he put together a portfolio, a 12-page portfolio, mm. of stories and certain things that are definitely going to change our children. Yeah. And one of them was a baseball um, game where the, the, the baseball players basically cut a guy's head off and held yeah. it up and said, hey, you know, yeah. do this. Home run. <laughs> yeah, there was a few other little ones. And um, EC Comics were the only people that actually attended the Senate right. and kind of defended himself and okay. said, it's not on, you know. We the books are what they are, hmm. you know. Similar to what you just said, but yeah. people are going to go out and do things. They, yeah. They're going to do it regardless. Yeah. But unfortunately, the publishers crapped themselves mm-hmm. and went right. What we're going to do? We need to do something. And they brought in the Comic Code, mm-hmm. which is based on um, a magazine code that was around at the time, mm-hmm. which is self-regulating. They all had to sign up to it. They didn't have to, but basically, it was done by advertising. The so advertising they sold to make the comics and make them cheaper and they pay people's wages um, they would only certain companies would sign up to them if they had this code so overnight they went from 20 odd publishers to 2 or 3 and the 2 or 3 then went from comics to magazines because it was only regulated against magazines okay so EC Comics tried to do science fiction hmm. didn't work no. they tried to get rid of the gore hmm. but people look at that EC Comics as the, the, the pinnacle of horror comics hmm. so it didn't work Marvel DC went and did more science fiction stories. Hmm. So the Tales of Suspense, which was a horror book, and the House of Mysteries, that was a horror book. Yeah. They then turned to science fiction books. So you had John Jones, um, Martian, Martian Man, 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 yeah. Yeah, like. yeah. So they went to more science fiction stuff, which was completely allowed. Yeah, they could do that. Um, and the only one that really came out of it were kind of um, Dell and I can't remember the other company's name, but they they did what was classed as wholesome comics. They had fluffy animals. Okay, right. Um, and one of them happened to be on by Disney. Oh, okay. um, so they still took the vampires and werewolves, but turned them into fluffy animals. So the fluffy animal comics were read during the day, and then boys would sneak off and get a horror comic, and in his words, would then go and masturbate over the horror comics. Of, over the, okay, right. Yeah. It's, 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 the interview. That's, that's a bit of a jump. Yeah, they, um, they interviewed lots of... They say interviewed, I think, coerced, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of um, teenage boys yeah. and basically what came out of it was that the Disney books and the nice wholesome books they read in front of the family and right. then they would go and touch themselves um, while because it was like a di- it was like a dirty little secret yeah. it was something yeah. they felt they should I mean I, I mean as a child I, I, I was 
privy to some comics I probably shouldn't have been reading at at seven, six, seven. Or I read Frank Miller's Daredevil, Man Without Fear, which has a lot of stuff in it I probably shouldn't have read. And did it ever make you want to touch yourself? No, it didn't. See, that's the leap for me. Yeah. Because it went from being about delinquents causing violence. Yeah. There's a long video, yeah. um, a black and white video. But it's like it's also like horror movies. Like it's you know it's that thing you shouldn't have access to. You know it's like a, a taboo thing. Yeah. But it's not like a perverted thing there's nothing perverted about it no. it's just having access to something. it's like you know you get a cigarette when you're 10 or yeah, something yeah. It's like you know this is naughty and like we were saying it's a bit rebellious it's yes. a little bit rebellious well they, they showed um, like a movie reel in the mm. in the, the hearings and they basically showed this this boy um, sat down with his friends having a big laugh and again yeah, yeah. reading these oh like, yeah, yeah. and then he shows a pick up like a horror comic and he starts reading it and his mood changes and he walks away from his friends and he picks a brick up and then he walks up, walks back over to his friends, and it cuts. Right. And so the horror comic has, has made him. him to pick, made him pick that brick up, and then go over and whatever he did with it. Oh, yeah. you know, he might have, you know, put it down and got another one and build a wall. Yeah. We don't know what he did with that brick. Could've, he could have masturbated with that brick. Yeah, Who knows? Done, you know, it's, got he, hole, it's got holes in that brick. He might want to. He may want to be a bricker. You know, maybe <laughs> try. Let's he, make a den. He wanted to get um, laid. Well, hey. uh, <laughs> um, so the, the the code all came out of this. Yeah. So the wholesome comics didn't need to have the code. They didn't last very long anyway. So DC, Marvel, which were the big ones at the time, all signed up for EC. Signed up to so it's it. basically it was basically censoring, wasn't it? It's like yeah. the, it's like the BBFC or it know. was like the B- BBFC was yeah. self regulating. Yeah. So there was no the government didn't check the books. No. Their own companies, all the companies mm. would come in and check yeah. what was coming out. But there were a long list of things that weren't allowed to use in them. Yeah. Now, we could be a, we could do an entire podcast <laughs> just, just on the just list. A list. Um, but some of the things that were in there, you couldn't use vampires. Couldn't use yeah. the word vampire. Couldn't use werewolf. Couldn't use mm-hmm. undead. Mm-hmm. Couldn't use zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't use the word crime. crime. Couldn't use the word blood. Blood couldn't be red. Mm. So if there's any any particular any blood at all, couldn't be red. Couldn't show um, limbs or anything coming off. Yeah. Couldn't use the word um, sodomy. Now, I mean, wh- I get that. Yeah. Why would you have to put that in anyway? Uh, sexual innuendos. Yeah. Um, in, in your endo. Yes, but they would still use them. You know, yeah. the, the famous um, Strenko cover. Um, yeah, yeah. Story with uh, um, Nick Fury. Nick, Fury. Nick Fury's kissing. Uh, I think it's the Countess. I the think it's called yeah. uh, Valletta or uh, Valentina. Uh, D'Allegra, maybe I can't remember the name. It's quite a complicated. It's, name. It sounds a good name. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big long name. But um, he yeah he's kissing her. They're being romantic. They're in a bedroom, and before you know it, they lie down on the bed, and then gun goes into a holster. Yes, which suggests some things. Daddy <laughs> likes to put his gun in his holster before he gets naked. I mean, safety first. How would things so. hope? Safe sex. Let's hope he's so, you know doesn't have it cocked. <laughs> Carrying on. God. It's going to be silly. Um, so they all signed up to this code. They all signed up um, and straight away, horror comics disappeared. They were, for a long time, there were no horror comics. So it was purely sci-fi. Yeah. So if you look at Batman comics around the time, Batman mm. went to the moon mm. um, and he was fighting giant insects and this mm. and the other. There, was, there wasn't the crime element anymore. No, no. Um, and as for like EC comics, the only really one that lasted was Mad. Yeah. Um, and that was because it was just a magazine. Mm. They tried doing other formats. They tried to do other things, mm. and it just didn't work because people wanted yeah. the normal books. Going going back to Frederick Wortham, I know that some of his quote unquote research was was falsified. Yes, much yeah. like much like Joseph McCarthy. Yeah. Obviously, it was part of that whole 
communist, you know, these artists might be a com- part of a communist agenda mm. to, you know, to ruin America, to bring down the wholesome ideal of America, you know. And and oh. it's, yeah, it's all falsified and, like you said, coerced, yeah. tortured, you know, it, it happened. And, and all these good kind of well-meaning artists, I mean, EC Comics went out of business. Yes. It, it died. Yeah. And, however, there's a lot of love for that, that material and those stories Tales of the Crypt, the movie, is based on several mm. of those stories. Vault of Horror, the movie. This was, I think this was by Amicus. I think Amicus, Amicus did it. Yeah. Amicus. Um, they, they're big on antho- horror, horror anthology anyway. Um, so they're perfect. Creep Show yep. is probably the best example of those stories kind of redone. Uh, one of my favourite horror movies anyway. But it's, it's a huge influence. It's influenced filmmakers like Steven Spielberg, George Lucas... All those kind of things. We can't just kind of pass over that and we can't forget that. And that kind of leads us into this kind of era that we're talking about. It's where things start to, you know, during the 60s, obviously the height of Marvel was superheroes. That became, it was monsters. Like, yeah, it was monsters. Yeah. It was monsters and aliens, yeah, mostly Marvel. Was- Atomic, it was yeah, atomic, atom- age. The atomic age, the atomic yeah. age. So everything was, yeah, atomic. Everything was being made by radioactive spiders. That's and, right. And that's right. Yeah. Space being yeah. by radioactive. Um, I mean, I mean, the Hulk, the Hulk is Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it, but, so. you know, in the, yeah, yeah, the atomic yeah. age, Jekyll and Hyde, with yeah. a bit of Frankenstein thrown in there yeah. as well. But yeah, and and even Fantastic Four is a monster comic. It's it the is effective. Yeah, you know. exactly. And all these they, these people get transformed into these hideous freakish people, and they just happen to use it in a superheroic manner. And this was like, and that was in response to the Justice League becoming popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and then they, we carried on kind of throughout the sixties. More superheroes getting more and more popular, but then it was kind of dying off again. Yes. We and we started to see people not using the comics code. So, for example, there's the famous Stanley Spider-Man issue where the gov- the US government asked Stanley to write a Spider-Man comic that had a negative uh, view on uh, and kind of explained the ideas of drug use and the dangers mm-hmm. of drug use to the youth of America. Um, Stanley was, uh, was absolutely, I can do that. We can write a story uh, that says that. Comics code go... Absolutely not. You're not allowed to mention drugs or show the use of drugs. And they're like, no, no, it's a, it's negative. It's a negative view of drugs. It's not going, drugs are great, everyone. Yeah. Drop some LSD. <laughs> um, they don't specify what drugs... There's a, a kid on a roof, takes something, thinks he can fly, um, goes to jump off. Spider-Man swings in and saves him and he's like, yeah, don't do drugs, kid. You almost died. And then Harry Osborn has an overdose and that leads to Norman Osborn remembering that he's the Green Goblin. And he comes back... And they ignored the code. Yeah, we're going to say, forget it. And we're going to print these books anyway. And they became one of the biggest selling comic books of that of that period, of the 70s. Well, you, you had like the DC stuff with the um, Speedy shooting up in the front cover, which was yes. printed without the code on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, there, you know, there were still books printed without the code, mm. but there were no horror. No, that's true. Um, so during, during, like I think, about around about 71, yeah. the code relaxed slightly. Mm. So... Even, you know, the code was still around up until 2002. Marvel oh, yeah. was the first one to drop it. Yeah, yeah. And then I think Image dropped it and then DC. And then they brought in their yeah. own kind of rating system. And then they, they did it themselves. They kind of relaxed it slightly. When I say slightly, they said, well, because all, all these horror characters now are, are out of print and, you know, mm. they're in the public domain, you can use them. Yeah. So you were allowed to use vampires. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to use um, werewolf. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to use stuff in the net as in as I think I would state it as classic. Yeah. So hunchbacks, mummy, yeah. things like that. So like the universal horror characters. Yeah. Most so of those could, kind you of. You could still use them, 
And it was like literally overnight, both DC and Marvel started putting out horror books. Yeah. Um, very different. Well, Marvel went for the classic horror. DC went for more kind of psychological horror, kind of yeah. more ghosts, more, more kind of supernatural. Yeah. As the horror it was like movies. House of Secrets, House of Mystery. Yeah. yeah. So during, during like the 30s and 40s with Universal Monsters, you had Universal doing all the monster ones, and then yeah. MGM doing kind of the House of Wax and these sort of yeah, movies, kind of yeah, different, yeah. different types. So it was very much a kind yeah. of separation Modern between horror. the two. Yeah. yeah. At the time. So the, the, kind of, they tested the water before this by doing similar type of books where yep. people turned into things but they weren't werewolves right what were they well for ex- for example uh, we had we had the man wolf which was uh, in spider-man and it, he was john jameson the astronaut son of j jonah jameson uh who went to the moon as you do uh and he found a, a little kind of gleaming gem and he was like Oh, that looks nice. Shiny. I love that. I love that. I love Maybe that. Maybe a magpie. <laughs> he could have been a magpie. So transforms into a magpie. <laughs> um, so so he um, he picks up the gem, goes home, and he's like, you know what? Make this into a necklace. I'm going to wear a nice kind of necklace, almost medallion type thing. And then the full moon. It mo- was the seventies. Yeah. The full <laughs> the full moon happens as his big open shirt, and he becomes a man wolf, not a werewolf. No, no. Man hyphen wolf. Yes. And it's kind of he's he's white or silver kind of hair, and he ha- and he wears a suit. He wears a kind of suit trying to block the uh, lunar radiation, yes. I believe. Like um, a space suit. Yeah, like it's kind of a, yeah, yeah, it's like a yellowy thing. Um, and that bec- and he became like a tryout character because again the code hadn't been relaxed just yet. Uh, Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah, that's that's very important. Mm. Living mm. because they also did. Um, called a mummy book mm. um is it nakantu yes the living mm. mummy, mummy. Mm. because he still couldn't use undead mm. undead was still zombies yeah. ooh, ooh, can't oh, no, no no no, 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 no. Can't no. Use that. reanimated yes flesh can't ooh. do no i can't do any of that i mean frankenstein is affected i mean yeah, he's either a robot or he's an undead or he's both he, okay the living frankenstein in fact the book yes. was called monster wasn't it, it monster was, of monster, monster of frankenstein monster, yeah. frankenstein's monster yeah yeah so yeah. again they change it slightly yes um the look of the characters, like A Werewolf by Night and Dracula, were kind of... They weren't always based on the Universal. No. Like, the, the um, Dracula is based on Jack Palance. Um, yes, yes. Which is, like, really, you know, one of the poorest Dracula movies out there. But, you know, there we go. I've seen I've seen it on Amazon Prime, I, I think. Because that... some psychedelic stuff in that, man. You should watch it. Just for when, do, when he's doing his thing, he goes like all red and blue well, eyes. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I want to, I, I want to watch it because, yeah, like you said, his his look was based on Jack Palance. He hadn't played yeah. Dracula at that point, no. but two years later, he did in that TV yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I think I will watch it just because of the link to Team of Dracula. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. Um, also, just want to mention, so Morbius Living Vampire. Morbius, yeah. The classic version of vampires is they bitten, die, and come back like three days later. Yes from the grave, risen from the dead, so to speak, and they are now a vampire. Um, Morbius is a, a scientist with a rare blood disease, uses bat DNA and some other, you know, pseudoscience. It goes wrong and he becomes a living vampire, so he must feed. Um, but he, he, he basically, for all intents and purposes, he is a vampire, he has the same Doesn't powers as... Doesn't he does he? Well, this is, inter- <laughs> this is interesting, because in the comic he did bite. He, yes. he would bite and he would drain blood. In the Spider-Man animated series, um, there was the I think it's John Semper who was running the show. The first series had so much censorship that he got so mad with it. So the second series is like, we're going horror. He transforms Spider-Man to a six-armed yeah. monster, blades in it, Morbius, um, lots of other kind of weird, weird and wacky creatures. And in that, uh, Morbius. Um, 
in the in the comics yeah. in the comics he's actually Greek. Yes. He's a Greek uh, character in this. He's kind of Transylvanian. Uh, he has feet. <laughs> Do the rest of the podcast in that voice. That's really good. <laughs> Michael Morbius. You know, like that. And he has these kind of suckers, almost like leeches yeah, yeah, yeah. or something on his hand. And he's like, and again, he can't say blood. Yeah, it's a plasma. So, it, so it's, it's quite, it has a lot of links to actually the comic yeah, code yeah, in a way. So, yeah. um, because they couldn't mention that. They couldn't mention anybody being died. Anybody that died went to another dimension. There's a really great line me and my friend really enjoy uh, from the Green Goblin in one of the shows. And he's like, and Spider-Man goes, the Green Goblin? I thought you were, no, but you'll soon be. <laughs> he's like, he just, it's like, they're completely just, you, it's so quite clever can't, writing. Can't use, can't use those words. No, can't say dead or anything. So yeah, he had these suckers. and But however, like including a blade and stuff, that's still a really good show. Yeah, yeah. Even, even though they had such stringent, though there's a lot of horror elements in that, just that second season. Punishers in it as well. yeah. yeah. And I grew up on it, so I love that stuff. It's like crack cocaine to me, you know, that stuff. I love that. Um, but yeah, and uh, there's also Sauron, or Sauron, um, who was named after the Dark Lord from Lord of the Rings. He uh, His real name's called Lycos, which was mm-hmm. like a little link to ly- uh, lycanthropy, which yep. is the werewolfism. And he got bitten by a pterodactyl and transformed into a pterodactyl man. So every home should have one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'd love to be a, her- a pterodactyl man. He actually has hypnotic powers as well, much like Dracula. So there you it go. is, isn't it? It is. There what you it go. Is. It's quite hard, but I quite like that they went so inventive and so different. Yeah. Because it created some really original comic book characters. That, again, it was needed very much at the time. Yeah, as well. exactly. And that was a Neil Adams creation yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, I love Neil. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a good. Off his head. He's a good one. He's a madden. He's a madden. Completely off his head, but I like him. Anyway, so let's go. Let's get full on into that so, 70s horror the, what the, happened the biggest title out of the 70s horror boom was mm. tomb of dracula tomb of dracula tomb of dracula was was the was the biggie mm. like you had wealth by night which was which was um and did, did a few testing type things yeah um and you also have ghost rider and stuff what came out man testing. thing as well man thing yeah but tomb of dracula is one of those that i'd love a lot mm. <laughs> um, i'm sp- Spending lots of money collecting them all again now. <laughs> so, um, but that was that was the book that came out with Tomb of Dracula. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, I said before, Marvel did go after the classics. So yeah. there was a Frankenstein book, there was a Mummy book, there was a Werewolf book, mm. um, and pretty much all of them look similar to the, the Universal monsters. Yeah. Dracula, not so much. More classic Jack Balance. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. He's more, yeah. you know, big cape. It's got the, it's got the nice, he's got a nice wispy mustache that. Yes. I, I don't think any Dracula's had had. That no, point. but in the book he has a Dracula has a mustache. He does, yeah. So. And hairy palms. Yes. Yeah. Show me your palms. <laughs> uh, hairs. Um, all over. That, but that was the big book for me, um, which defied kind of like Marvel horror in mm. that time. But was that the covers are amazing? It was the best-selling horror comic yes. uh, at that time, uh, which is for a Marvel book as well. Like considering there was those books, a lot more hardcore, like eerie and creepy, yeah. were kind of more magazines and had a bit lot less rules to. They didn't have a comics code to 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 run by. They still had yeah. you know illustrations and stuff. Um, so that's quite an accomplishment. And he was that popular. He, he popped up in Spider-Man. He popped up in the Hulk. He popped up in the X-Men. Yeah. He popped up in the Frankenstein book. He, he popped up in any way they could put him. He they popped shoved, up him. They shoved Dracula in. Yeah, put Dracula in. Um, and he's very... <coughs> the, the lore of him in it in the books is very similar to kind of... They haven't really messed with him that much. No. He... <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no. no. I think I'm, you're right. <laughs> I'm a scholar. And I'm just, no. No, no, I don't Wonder. think so. No. So they didn't mess with him that much, <laughs> and the other characters are mm. basically descendants of 
the original kind of yeah, so the characters stuff, from yeah. the Bram Stoker. So um, you've got Jonathan Harker was the original, and there's yep. Quincy Harker. You've got Abraham Van Helsing. Yep. You've got Rachel Van Helsing, and you've even got a descendant of Dracula himself yes. as the main character. He's called Frank Drake. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting to see. And obviously, there's a lot of these are original characters, yes. but they're based on the classic versions. Yeah, and you had. Standing up a moment because my my bum's going numb. Oh, <laughs> um, but it was it was it was good. It was a golden time yeah. for this sort of sort of stuff. Mm. And what what always drew me to them mm. is the artwork. I I'm brought up on on Hammer. Yeah, and Universal Monsters. That's my thing. Mm. And to look at these books, they could be Hammer. Yeah, they, they could, could be easily, kind of that kind. easily. You know, you open the books and you know issue number two, for instance, the cover. Mm. Dracula stood there, painted, lovely, beautiful painted cover. Yeah. Remember the artwork, artist in a minute? Stood there, lots of smoke, eerie stuff, mm. you know, cobbled streets. And it, it could be a cover for a Dracula movie. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. All these, all these covers are gorgeous. All the covers are gorgeous. And plus, I was young and I wanted horror. Yeah. In any shape or form, I could get it. <laughs> you know, give me horror. Give me horror. Give, give me, me horror. But I, I very much brought up on kind of Christopher Lee. And yeah. he does, you know, as much as he's based, I think is a bit of Christopher in there. You know? Oh, definitely. He's very charming. In I it, think even, even that first cover, I think, the, the very first issue, yeah. uh, I know um, it, 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 there's a little bit of that. And I know yeah. I know Gene Colan, who was the artist for the entire run. Yeah, all 70 issues. All 70 yeah. issues. Um, he, he was inspired by a lot of Hammer Horror films. Yeah. He loved, yeah. Um, and I, 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 to to my shame, I've not seen that many Hammer horror films. I'll be honest, and I should see more. What? Yeah, I know. The, I I saw The Devil Rides Out. That's a good one. But what? Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit appalled with you right now. Doctor, no, Doctor Terror is uh, is Amicus, oh. isn't it? It's another Amicus. Yeah. How can? Sorry, sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. just I'm about he's, to beat him with a stick. He's very disappointed in me now. Not watched that. Okay. Well, maybe that's our next. Maybe that's our next podcast. We have to do we'll a do. marathon of. We'll of, do. Of, yeah. We'll just go through it. Oh, I, 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 I love them. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll do a big. I spent my youth staying. Up. I've got. I've got quite a few friends who like Lee and Cushing movies. Yeah. Who've done Lee and Cushing podcasts and uh, and I've seen Lee movies. I've seen Cushing movies as well. Um, so maybe we'll have a big kind of. Maybe we'll do a month. Maybe we'll do a specific Hammer month or something. Because my 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 youth was reading comics, staying up on a Sunday night, watching watching Hammer. Hammer. Mm. And then not getting up on Monday morning for school. <laughs> that was basically basically my life. Sounds, sounds and then, then V started. Then it was like comics, horror, V. Yes. Um, I've never seen that either. V- Sorry. And that's not for Vendetta, is it? It's not that. No, one. No. no, no. V for Victory. Yeah. Um, it's, the, the, it's the alien thing, isn't it? Yeah, which is now back on Sky. Or oh, is it? Some forces TV. I don't know. I remade it. Sorry, they remade it. No, it's, it's the, the show in the original. Oh, the original one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, back to the anyway. Comics, though. Hammer but, horror, very very big influence. Yeah, and the interiors. You you take you take Dracula and all the characters out of it. It's it's a hammer set. Yeah. You know the castle is a hammer set. Mm. You, you look at the kind of streets these mm. things are set in, mm. and it's hammer. Yeah. You know lots of, lots of dry. You can imagine lots of dry ice yeah. and smoke. I mean, well, and, Jim, uh, Gene know. Colan's art style is very moody. Yeah. Very yeah. very kind of uh, wispy. Wispy. A lot of shadow. A lot of dark shadow. A lot of ink. A lot of black areas, and it's fascinating. I, I do have a kind of. Sometimes I really like his artwork, and other times I'm like, I don't think it fits. Mm. For Tomb of Dracula, he's perfect. Yes, yeah, this yeah. is this is his best book yeah. by far. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, his stuff on Daredevil kind of works, but the problem with his stuff on Daredevil is that his work is very dark and moody, but the Stanley stories aren't that mm. are quite kind of cheesy and stuff. Um, and not in a bad way, but I don't think it kind of gels as well. Like this is just dark. The the humor's dark. It's black and. Yeah. 
is this oh, the I mean the lead character is the villain. He is the villain. Yeah. And this is he's not if people are wondering Dracula isn't No, he's not a hero. He, no, this, no. this is the villain. Yeah, yeah. he's the villain of the piece. Mm. Occasionally he would team up. That's correct, yeah. Just because it suited his gains. Mm. He, he he's an evil bastard. Yeah, well, like, he manipulates people. Well, he, I'm going to we'll go into I think yeah. the makeup of the team yeah. and, and stuff. Okay, yeah. It is very much a team book. Yeah, but he would manipulate people. Mm. He does what he wants to do. Yeah, and he's evil. He's he's he's, oh, he's, he's, he's Dracula. Yeah, and know? he's and also um, if you don't think he's evil enough, you know, going out there sucking blood and killing people and making them slaves. Uh, he's also majorly racist in this. Like <laughs> he is super racist. <laughs> he's he, yes. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, he is. He, he says is. things like, you know, he says, "Oh, you, you know," he says things like "more" and "Turk," yeah. and he called. Yeah, I thought, I thought there was a. I read an issue today, and I thought he was talking to Blade, and I thought they misspelt Blade's name, but he says, he says, no, he says black. He yeah. describes him as black, um, but in obviously in a very negative way, in a negative connotation, and yeah, he's evil as fuck. However, there are issues where you do. Sympathise for him as well. Yeah, he's he's and, a man out of time. He's exactly yes. You know he's he's, he's back. He he talks about he, he views humanity and he talks about how he there's there was much more honour in his day. Mm. You know the armies would fight face to face. There was bloodshed and it was flesh against. You see the white of their eyes. You know? and that yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. And he's is he, honourable. There's a bit of honour to him, but he's still like he's still yeah. And you do sympathise in some of the stories with his plight and stuff. Like he falls in love late in the book mm. and has a child. I think it's Domini, I believe she's called. Um, he gets involved with a, a... I think he pretends to be Satan yeah. with a satanic cult. The character called Anton Lupesky. And I think he must be based on Anton LaVey yeah, yeah. of the satanic Bible. Um, and, yeah, he falls in love with her and they have a child. And Satan comes to kind of claim the child, I believe. And then the child turns into an angel and attacks Dracula himself. It gets pretty wacky towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And but, he... but still good. Still good quality stuff. Yeah, and he, even... The, the, the black and white stories as well there were the Dracula Live stuff which, yeah. which was I think it was Warner which is kind of like the, the kind of parent company of, yeah. of and there were lots of UK stuff mm. which were magazine size mm. so you've got Lilith in that first appearance of Lilith yeah. is in, is in, the, is do- in, the daughter yeah. of Dracula yeah, yeah which is which is in the um, oversized kind mm. of and the covers are just on their own the pieces of art yeah, each cover's are. painted it's beautiful and they really draw you in because they're mm. very they, you know they're the, the atmosphere is on the it's cover. Like a, it almost looks like a kind of stained glass. Yeah, you can't you can't like see that. my hands, but I'm like, oh, it's, it's, he loves it's, it so much. It's, it's shaking with it's, passion. Yeah, it's it, and and that's that's to me comics hmm. are art. Yeah, you know, and I I struggle reading comics if the artwork's poor. Yes, I can get over poor writing. Yeah, but if the artwork's poor, I struggle. The good thing about Dracula, from about issue four. Hmm. I think when Marv, I think Marv entered about. Issue I think it's four. issue seven. Seven I believe. is it? Yeah. Um, I think it's when he, he commands all the children. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the writing gets really good because the first, the first couple of issues are very. They don't the, know what to do with him. They're fine. They're not yeah. bad, but they're, they're not because it's kind of they're kind of not sure, like you said. Yeah, and, and there's two or three writers writing it at yeah. the time. You, you had like Stan and going saying, I, "I want Dracula. How do you want to use him?" Just use him. Just use Dracula. Yeah. I think. I think the problem they might have had, because there wasn't many, st- there wasn't many comics out there or stories out there where the villain was the protagonist. Yeah. 
um, and that the main characters are technically the side characters in the whole thing. You know, the antagonists are the mm. protagonists, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, protag- yeah, yeah. protagonist is the antagonist. Um, so maybe they struggled to write that with the stuff they'd been writing for so long, where it's all superhero-based stuff, and maybe they're just trying to get find their way. Yeah, I think Roy Thomas kind of jump yes. on and, and mess around with them a little bit, yeah, trying little to bit. get some cohesion to them. Yeah. So the the first ones. The, the first couple of appearances and the first couple of stories, they're not really finding the feet. It's no. not really, it's not representative of the rest of the seventy issues. Yeah, that's true. Um, for me anyway. Yeah. But I just love him because it's Dracula. Yeah. And he does kill people. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Like every every yeah. issue, there's at least one scene where he goes out and has to suck blood. Yes. Basically, there's yeah. all that. There's the classic. He stalks up his prey. You know, mesmerizes them, beats them, drinks their blood. Bats. You know what have you? Um, and that there's, you know, that that kind of that classic, and you kind of have to have that because that's mm. what you kind of expect from Jack. And all the classic stuff are there. You know, he turns into smoke. He turns yeah. into a bat. He looks into your eyes like yeah. like I'm doing right. You, oh, and, you know, whatever you want, Dan. Whatever you want. <laughs> really? I want to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you, well, I've got lube. <laughs> so, oh no! What was I thinking? All oh, right, I, I always bring it just in case. <laughs> but no, and it is, it is, it is, it is Dracula. Yeah. And I think that's. I know we're gushing about it, but to kind of put it into context, Dracula in a comic had not been done properly. Yeah. You had these pristine books which were just reprinted the original story with yeah. bits taken out of it, like the 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 three banshees were taken out of it, yeah, the, yeah. killing the baby, the, yeah. the fresh was taken out of it. Mm. This was Dracula. This how is, this is unadulterated. Yeah. This is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, and and they did follow like the Frankenstein book. The problem with Frankenstein is too sympathetic. He yeah. is basically ooh, you know, yeah. big big monster walking mm. around the place, and yeah. you know, a bit hulkish and yeah. this and the other. Until Dracula dropped into the story mm. and kills his lover. Yeah, allegedly. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> um, and then you know you've got World by Night, which mm. is um. Again. Jack Russell. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of... Yeah. What a brilliant wicket keeper he was for England. He's also, he's also a werewolf. <laughs> um, well, I just, I just think... He, you know, a, a character who turns into, effectively, a giant dog... Giant dog. ...is yeah. called Jack Russell. It's called him Lassie. <laughs> oh, no, there was that Lassie. Oh, Lassie. Come on. I like Lassie. Kez. Lassie. I like Kez. Come here, Kez. Kez. Come yeah. here. Come here, Russell. Come here, Russell. <laughs> Come by, come, come by. Hey now, hey Yeah, so, but again, Wealth by, Wealth by Night's a good, it's good. Yeah. And it's famous for introducing lots of mainstream characters like yeah. uh, Moon Knight. Stuff. Moon Knight, yeah. yeah, it's a huge, huge character. But for yeah. me, it's only really good when Dracula's in it. <laughs> when, he, when he just, and it, it did it with case of, we've got a book we want to make really good. Mm. Let's drop Dracula in it. Sorry, and no matter where they well, put him, whatever he did, he was still this vampiric bastard. And I think that I think that just shows the strength of Dracula as a character yeah. in all of media, in the book, uh, how influential he's been. You know, he appears in all sorts of media, comics and all sorts. He's a strong character and he's a strong villain and he's a strong, you know, antagonist. Obviously in this... That's why I like this so much is because it, it it keeps what you want. It keeps the kind of purest elements mm. of, of Dracula. But then it throws in all this other stuff. Yes. You know, it's mod... It, like I know you say it's like a Hammer Horror film. I know most of the Hammer Horror films are set kind of in the past. They're yeah. set in the, around Victorian the time. Victorian England. Yeah, Victorian era. Um, but this is very much in the modern yes. kind of 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the characters represent that and they show that and mm. they have modern sensibilities. 
and and the way that Jack Dracula interacts with them is just like you know this is this is you know I think you can see, see uh, goes to a boxing fight and he's like this is no, they're wearing gloves this is not battle this yeah. is you know this is rubbish. Was well, the way they saying the way he talks? Yeah, as well. He doesn't. He's got this regalness about. Oh him. yeah, there's an eloquence yeah. as well. It's, yeah, yeah. He, 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 doesn't speak like I do, you know. Yeah. Look at that, they've got boxing gloves on. <laughs> you know, they're Jesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, it's almost like, you know, when, when they write Thor and they try, yes. it's, it's kind of... Shakespearean yes. almost, yeah. So when he's talking, you've got classic, like, New York kind of slang and well, stuff a in the books. Yeah. It's a Kent, isn't it? And so, he's there, like, yeah, there is regal. you people are beneath me. What, yeah. You know, you're just food. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. He's really really. I think he's really, he's really fun to read as well because yeah. you're like, you like, he's just, like everything that comes out of his mouth is like almost just venom yeah. it's just like he hates people he's like you are worthless you will die you know all this and, sort and this of is stuff. before we have anti-heroes yeah this is before you you actually cheered for the bad guy yeah you know we had the big 90s where we you know we had punisher mm. we had Azrael, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, we we wanted oh we, we, we're all miserable and, gritty, yeah. you know we're all pissed off with life and we want mm. we want the baddie to win yeah this is before that. This is yeah. this is this is a time when the big change in America. You've got Nam. You've got all this kind of stuff yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah, right. You've got big social unrest, mm. and you're cheering for the baddie. You're cheering for the guy who is going to kill yeah. people, and that that never happened no. before. And I think you you again, like we said, he's, he is sympathetic. He has like a tragic backstory, mm. like most of these characters do, and you kind of. Again, it's much like a Joker thing. You sympathise, but you don't condone. No, no, you know, which is which is I think is you know it's the morally grey thing. Like there's there's certain. I mean, in this book, they are the team. We'll talk about the team in a moment. I think, but the team is successful yes. in their mission several times in this book. Yes. You know, which is very rare, and it's even rarer to have again the protagonist is a villain and then you've killed him. What, it's not Tomb of Dracula anymore. What is it? What is this book? And it still works. I mean, the, again, he doesn't stay dead for more than maybe a couple of issues yeah. at most. But, you know, they, they're like, okay, what do I do now? Or, like, where could this book go? Like, you would think, oh, well, just, it's just the end of the book now. But no, think all this stuff happens. There's multiple villains turn up. Yeah. Um, like, there's uh, one of my favourites is Dr. Sun, mm-hmm. who is a, a Chinese uh, kind of super scientist who was who is no longer a person he's just a brain in a jar which is has all that kind of classic 50s kind of film trope like uh, we saved hitler's brain you know that sort of stuff or the brain that couldn't die you know all that sort of stuff and, it, and it's it's quite horrific and it's it's nice that dracula has an arch enemy as well apart from the the main yeah. team the heroic team he has this kind of weird kind of super and again that's that's totally that's not in the bram stoker that's that's no ending <laughs> And Why, it, pretty and tell? And Why do we have a brain wonder, in a jar? Um, but it's it's very pulpy and it's very fun and it's very kitsch. Uh, it's very seventies as well. Like, yeah, oh yeah. I think seventies yeah. for Marvel was probably one of the most creative. Lots of periods. drugs. Yeah, lots of drugs. Lots of drugs. Lots of lots of drugs. Um, just read any Steve Gerber stories. Read Defenders and read Man Thing because that is just acid comics for me that's just yeah. and they're brilliant they're good it's not like oh this is shit because someone was clearly on drugs it's it's expanded their mind and expanded the comic book experience but yeah i think uh, i think it's yeah I, so I, I went and read back I, I didn't read the whole run because i didn't have time because <laughs> that's a lot 70 of issues 70 issues plus there's uh, there's mini series sequels there's magazines giant yep. size annuals giant size, yeah. um regular annuals you know y- you name it and and then his multiple appearances in other superhero yep. books you know there's a lot to read so i decided to read two main 
uh, arcs, if you will, because a lot of like the I wanted to read the Satanist arc towards the end and up to the end of the book, but that's quite a long arc. Yeah. About, I think that's about 30, 24 issues. So I read the first seven issues by Marv Wolfman. Uh, which I believe they call To Kill a Vampire. I think that's the name of the arc. Yeah, well, I think they did that in a book, didn't they? To yeah. Kill a Vamp, they put to, that. Yeah, To yeah. Kill a Vampire. And it, yeah. and it basically, it's 7 to 14, which includes the first appearance of Blade and Blade killing Dracula um, while working with the main team. Uh, and the other story I read was called The Triumph of Dr. Sun. So I think that's that's uh, 30, issue 36 to um, 41 or 42. Uh, and that's basically Dracula coming over to the US. Because up until that point, it's all in England as well. <laughs> yeah. Like for the majority, yeah, yeah. it's based in England. Blade is an English guy. He's an English character, um, which you might not know. Weird fact, but um, with lovely hair. Yeah, and 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 in that in that first arc, they kill Dracula, introduce Blade, and they kill off one of the main characters' daughter. Like he he kills Quincy Harker, kills his daughter Edith, turns her into a vampire, and then Quincy has to stake his own daughter <laughs> within that arc. And then obviously something happens, and then Dracula comes back. Um, I won't spoil it. And then in the triumph of Doctor Sun, Doctor Sun's draining his vampiric powers uh, to take over all the armies of the Earth mm. and control them. And also introduces a really nice character who's based on Marvel Wolfman as well, which is Harold H. Harold, who's a kind of schlocky vampire writer, and he's just like this useless kind of nebbish. Uh, you know, kind of comic foil, um, and he kind of he wants to interview a vampire, and he finds Dracula, and he kind of helps him, and it's brilliant. It's so much fun, and and it's nice to have that character inject a bit a bit more humour yeah. into the books because they are, have been by that point they are super serious. Yeah, and like what you just said, then people die in it, people get staked in it. Yeah, you, you know, don't ca- know who's char- going to live or yeah, die. Characters you don't know, hmm. all of a sudden they're dead. Yeah, um, in spectacular ways. Oh yeah, most huge. Of them. I can't remember what Blade looks like. In, yeah, when he first appeared. Oh, in the comic. He's, 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 he's got a fairly big afro. Yeah. He's got green goggles. The green, uh, the yeah, green he's, goggles. He's yeah, got yeah. green goggles. He's got kind of a big overcoat with... Um, he's got several... Like In the in the movies, he wears uses like silver stakes. Yeah, yeah. But in this, he's like wooden carves that, wooden yeah. knives. And he has... Um, like crosses? Yeah, I yeah. think he has, has some other stuff. But he basically looks a bit like Shaft. It looks like a bit like Shaft, but with goggles and stakes on. Actually, I've completely forgot about the goggles. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, that's, that's an important part of his kind of yeah. character he wears shades or goggles I mean there's some times where he doesn't yeah, like in yeah. the early 90s he doesn't but that's kind of I think that's a big kind of part of his iconography mm-hmm. but again like Gene Colan was actually known for introducing he created the Falcon yes he created Blade mm-hmm. and he also created Brother Voodoo who would later yeah, appear in Team of Dracula yeah, as well yeah. um, and he was kind of dealing with all the kind of zombies and things yeah. like that uh, he later became Doctor Voodoo and the, the Sorcerer Supreme after Doctor Strange lost that title um, so some great kind of he's got a great eye for kind of diversity and again not drawn you know as you know years past where where black people would be drawn as stereotypes mm. um, you know just and I think Gene Cullen liked to do body diversity as well like there was a lot of you know most comics were kind of just white handsome young people in good shape and but he would like he go he try and do more grotesque stuff or yeah, there were larger people. Chubby ladies in it as yeah, well. Yeah, things like stuff. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think I really respect that about him and, and adding... It, and it adds another layer of realism to it. Obviously, yeah. you've got this big guy walking around in a giant cloak and people are like, whoa, I love your outfit, dude, and things like that. And you're like, yeah, I, I don't know how much I believe that, but the rest of the world they create... What's really good about it as well, and I know you said that like Dracula guest stars in a lot of other books... Yeah. 
But in Tomb of Dracula, the Marvel Universe is it's almost very much kept out of it for the most part. There is a couple of there's a couple of appearances by some other characters, but I think they fit within the terms of the book. So Doctor Strange turns up in a crossover because yeah, yeah. Gene Collin was also drawing Doctor Strange at the time. So they have a battle. Big collar. Yeah, huge collar. Big, massive, thick. Big yeah, big flippy bits. Yeah, big, um, big collar. We know, um, you know what we're talking about. Just Google Gene Collin, Doctor Strange. You'll, you'll know the big collar. He did like big collars in He case. did. Because Dracula's look. got quite a big... Oh, he's got, yeah, yeah, he's got the big kind of like... It's almost like a kind of star or... Yeah, because of the... Big red star thing. Yeah. Um, but they have a battle and Doctor Strange believes he's beaten Dracula, killed him. And he's like, right... Job done, brilliant, walks off. And then you go over to Tomb of Dracula, and it turns out that Dracula's actually hypnotised Doctor Strange into thinking he's killed him. So he kind of gets the last laugh. So, How many people have done that to Doctor Strange? Uh, not many, not many. Not many people can kind of... Because he's very powerful, Doctor Strange. Yeah, so, moonblink you know. Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. And also the Silver Surfer turns up. Yeah. Uh, and they, they use him in the best possible way. They use him... I mean, Silver Surfer has always been written as a kind of jesus christ figure kind of uh you know oh why is the world so violent i just want to bring mm. peace and you know why do they hate each other so much you know he's the pacifist he's that kind of that kind of character and when he turns up he's you know dracula is satan and it's that battle and it's it's good pure good versus pure evil and it's fa- it's a fantastic clash and they and they both i can't remember how it resolves but they both kind of go their separate ways but apart from that and maybe Brother Voodoo and a couple of other maybe supernatural characters. Nothing. No. And they introduced lots of new characters, mm. like Deacon Frost and stuff like that. Yeah, Deacon yeah. Frost, yeah. yeah. Uh, who is uh, the, obviously in the Blade film. He's and the main... The main antagonist for Blade. And uh, Hannibal King as Hannibal well. Hannibal King, yeah. Who is... Um, he, the issue where he's introduced, I think, is an absolute classic. Yes. Um, I mean, tw- the twist comes at the end. But it's a proper old noir gumshoe mm. hard-boiled detective story uh, with with a vampire kind of twist in it, and and, it, and it, that that issue alone is well, brilliant. That, that, you know, over seven over seventy issues, you can get seventy issues of of most characters, mm. and the basically the genre will stay the same. Yeah, but with like you saying, you had noir stuff in there, you yeah. had horror stuff in there, comedy, bit of superhero stuff yeah. in there, you you know, a bit of comedy in there through seventy issues. Yeah, you know, imagine if it went on to one hundred and seventy issues. Mm. You know, there's, there's, there's so much could yeah. have been done with it. Easy, easy. Um, but you know what I quite like? It gets an ending. It does get an ending. And that's yes. not, not many comic books, no. not many arcs or runs or creative runs get to tell that ending. Hmm. Sometimes it's cut short. Luckily, what they'd, they were, I think they were ahead of the game. They'd written two or three issues and drawn yeah. two or three issues prior to their cancellation. So I think the final issue is three issues uh, kind of bumped together. And they get to tell that ending. Yes, of course, Dracula comes back and he makes further appearances, and those characters come back. But it's an, if you wanted to end it there, mm-hmm. done. You could just leave it. Yeah, yeah and I it's agree. a great ending. It's a powerful ending. It's impactful. Because yeah, yeah. um, most, most books when they cancelled are just oh really? Yeah, just or it's it, a it cliffhanger, leaves, yeah, or it's kind of like, to... and it's like, and usually they have to resolve those plot threads or storylines in other books. And it ends with no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> With Dracula's tomb? <laughs> uh, I think it ends with um, Dracula going to Florida and settling down with uh, 50 million children. And, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Being able to go out in the sun and wear his little shorts. And, you know, <laughs> is that not right? Is that how it happens? I don't, I don't know. I've, I mean, it's been a while since I read the finale. So it's been a while know. since I read it. I, I, I seem to read the first 10 over and over. Yeah. I seem to forget and then go back. Like mm. I, I'm, I'm going through a bit of a Marvel... Renaissance? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, you can see I was trying to say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm basically just spending money on, on old Marvel yeah. horror because um, old old Marvel is the best Marvel. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And um, you know, I went out and bought number one the other day, and I bought number two, and mm-hmm. I bought number three. My wife doesn't know I bought number four, five, <coughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Um, but you know, she will do soon. Yeah, I'm sure, um, I'm sure she's I went out and bought Werewolf by Night. I bought the Living um, Living Mummy, Mummy issues, yeah. which are in yeah. some super. Th- is it supernatural thrillers? Yeah, Something I think like it's. That, yeah. I think he runs for like five issues, then he comes mm. back again and does another couple issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going through very much a horror, mm. marvelly horror stage, mm. um, and again it's just the artwork kind of brought me back. Yeah, it's it is good quality artwork, and the fact that and it holds up till today. To yeah, today, and there's you know. like there's not really many horror books really out there anymore. No, no, I mean there are there are horror comics out there, but they're not making the kind of impact that Tomb of Dracula did. Yeah, and it's a lot of the best horror stuff is small press. Yeah, because you know it's easy to get. People can you can shock Pe- people more, and you can get people interested quick. Yeah. You know. um, why do you think they make so many of the horror films? Because they're cheap, easy, exactly, and yeah. they're, they're easy to promote as well. Yeah. So that's the same for comics. So Tomb of Dracula. Yes. Team. The it's, team. It's, it's like it's like I'm leading it. So, Dan. Yes. Discuss the team. The team. So let's start off with Frank Drake. In Blade Trinity, Dracula turns up as well, and he's like he wants to be known as Drake. Uh, so Frank Drake is a descendant of Dracula and he doesn't really believe in the kind of, you know, the vampirism. He inherits the castle and what have you and him and his friend go down he's taking his, wa- his fiance, and they're kind of just poking about uh, and they discover the tomb of Dracula. And I think it's, I think it's called Graves, I believe, the friend's called Graves. Yeah. And he discovers the tomb and he's like, what the hell is this? Pulls out the stake and Dracula is is reborn. Bibbidi bobbidi boop. Bibbidi bobbidi boop. Bite. He now is he's now Dracula's slave, or he hypnotizes him, what have you. And Frank Drake's uh, fiance is killed, uh, drained of blood, died, and it's all Dracula's fault. And he real he's, he's a bit cowardly at the beginning. He kind of he kind of doesn't really you know he's not into this vampire killing. He's not into he's kind of just like he's a bit of a he's kind of I think he's gambled his his fortune away, and I think the last thing he has is is this Transylvanian castle. And he wants to turn it into like a theme park, I believe, which happened in real life as well, actually. Yes, and, then, yeah. uh, and then tra- and the Romanian people were like, um, no, don't do this, <laughs> please. Uh, so, so Dracula comes back. Uh, this was not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> Dracula land, welcome. It could work. I bid you welcome. I, 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 would, I, would, I would probably go for free. Yeah, yeah sure, I'd yeah. go for that. Um, yeah, so he... So, and and he meets uh, Rachel Van Helsing, who is a descendant, like we said, of Abraham Van Helsing, the famous vampire hunter from the Bram Stoker books. Dracula came to her house on her 16th birthday and tried to drain her blood and mesmerised her into falling in love with him. And, you know, he scarred her, killed her parents in front of her as well. Um, she's got this kind of scar, which is quite interesting mm-hmm. as well to have such a beautiful character which is a good thing that gene colin did as well was was had a beautiful character but with a with a yeah, scar yeah. you know it's very rare to see mm. and she's she's pretty cool with a crossbow she's pretty good with a crossbow you see a lot with a crossbow yeah she loves that crossbow yeah. i actually think tomb of dracula has to have been an inspiration for buffy yes there's no way there's no way you, josh joss whedon is a comic book fan guru writes comic books 
he knows of Tomb of Dracula. There's no way in my mind he never read Tomb of Dracula. And it's all about a modern day team with varying ages, varying ethnicities, varying yeah. skill sets and skill levels. You know, some of them are even monsters themselves, much like Blade or, um, you know, uh, Seth Green's character. I can't remember yeah. his name currently. Um, you know, Spike or Angel, those kind of Giles things. character, kind of. Yeah, he's Quincy Harker type. Which I, I told you, fact, Quincy Harker was the... BBC um, pronunciation. Yes, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, you just saying. The character was called Quincy Parker. Yeah, there you go. There you, you go. can have that on me. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, so and he meets Rachel, and then through through him, uh, through her, uh, they kind of fall in love and have a bit of a romantic thing going on. Uh, they meet Quincy Harker, who has a high tech wheelchair, and again yes. related to to the Harkers from the Bram Stoker yeah. novel, and he can shoot various things out mm. of his high tech wheelchair. This is before Xavier had his high tech yeah, yeah. wheelchair. Yeah. Xavier for for how many years just had a regular wheelchair, it wasn't floating about, didn't have any weapons in it or anything. It was just a wheelchair. He was in it. Didn't even have the X's on the wheels. Just, just wheels. It was just a wheelchair. Um, so Harker kind of you know influenced that. Would shoot poison or explosive darts mm. from it. Um, you know, and Dracula caused him to be in the wheelchair, kill his wife, kills his daughter, um, and he's kind of this aged man. And he's, you know, and he's there's a bit where in the triumph of Doctor Sun they have to resurrect Dracula, and he's he's against the whole thing, but he's like, this is our only chance to beat Doctor Sun. We have to raise him. But he's the only one who's even a match for Doctor Sun. Yeah. And then when and he's like, we have to do it. And then the second the second Dracula is such a bastard. Dracula, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's such a fucking yeah. bastard. Um, they raise him in the bed. And he's like, oh, thank you for raising me from the dead. Now, just just so you know, uh, they're like, oh, we've got some blood sacks for you, bags of blood for you. And he's like, no, Dracula must feed. Dracula must kill tonight. Another innocent life. And you, this is your fault. Yes. You brought me back and I will help you. But another innocent life is a cost because of this your actions have cost this and they, and I'll live with it because I'm Dracula yeah. I'm a complete bastard okay, I'll give a shit. and I have to do this to live but it'll be on your it'll be on your soul forever yeah. and I, I'm like you fucking bastard they always feel bad about it and they don't agree to it Like not all of them agree to it but they do it anyway he's such a bastard but I, I love him as well he's great it, no it's great it, that, that, that's brilliant yeah. that, that sums yeah. that sums up Dracula yeah, and again yeah. they do work together and they do kind of work work out things and they, but they, they do battle a lot as well mm. uh, and it's 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 such a fascinating book and it's a fascinating character and and to see this team kind of work together you've, you've also got uh, Taj I think it's Taj Nat- Natal yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is he I think it's Indian is he Indian I think he's a Sikh no I think he's Sikh he's a Sikh yeah he's a Sikh um uh, where, wherever he's from, he's a really interesting character, and he's got an interesting backstory as well. Um, he's mute, but then we find out he's not mute, I believe, um, and that he's sad. Yeah, he's, <laughs> um, but he's this kind of big, strong man, and and he's always, you know, he's, he's very willing to mm. kind of battle Dracula and doesn't say a word and just throws himself um, for all of his friends because there's there's this real strong bond between all these characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is is really palpable in the books, and yeah, they argue and they've got very different. Like Frank's like this, you know, you know, belligerent American. Um, you know, Rachel's this kind of you know strong and silent female character. You know, Quincy's intelligent but haunted and broken man. Yeah, they're all great. Uh, Hannibal King comes in later as well, and he's fascinating on his own. Blade as well, like has gone on and. Um, and, and they do use a lot of the character. Hannibal King is also in, in Blade Trinity yeah. as well. Not the best Blade film, but 
interestingly enough. Uh, Blade 2, in fact, was supposed to have Morbius in it, but they didn't have the rights for Morbius, so they created Nomak, who's a genetically created vampire. So that's a nice, nice, interesting fact. Uh, the Morbius movie's still coming out, though, so I'm going to see that eventually. Whatever. I, I rolled my eyes there. <laughs> whatever the result. <laughs> whatever the result. And I think that is one of the strengths of the book, is the sporting cast. As good as Dracula yeah, is. Yeah, no, definitely. As good as Dracula is, if you didn't have that supporting cast and those that diverse set of characters, the interesting, fascinating characters on their own all together, they're really, they're really quite interesting. And and again, it's that mission. It's it's a simple mission. Is we need to kill Dracula. Yeah, and special. that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about the story, really. Um, but it's really strong writing. And I know Marv Wolfen never really Marv Wolfen never wanted to write team books. Hated no. writing team books. Yeah. But, but those are his best he's books. He's very good at you know, yeah, the Titans. Yeah, I know. Teen Titans, yeah. he, you know, he's a masterclass of these team books. While, while like, Tomb of Dracula's out, mm. all these other publishers are also launching their own books. Yes. So EC have come back. These yeah. are the ones who are doing these books. Mm. And Dracula's outselling all of them. Yeah. He's outselling Fantastic Four. Yeah. He's outselling these massive books, yeah. which have been around for decades. I mean, even, even the X-Men is around yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's outselling all these books. Mm. Dracula, for God's sake. You know. Dracula is the most popular yeah. comic book hero. And they do. <laughs> and they, they, later on in the books, I think from about 40 onwards, they stick this massive sticker on the front of the book saying, number one. It's, first off, he said number one comic, then he went to number one horror comic. Yeah. And, it, you know, you think about, this is Dracula. This mm. is 70s. Mm. This is, we've not had a book like this for outselling yeah. characters who've been around... Mm. well-established kind of yeah. superior types. I mean, I think it's a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, you know, you, you, you've got all this kind of unrest in America. You've got yeah. the social movement. You've got, mm. and it's very much in the book, like you were oh, saying, yeah. you've, you've got, you've got lots of different ethnicities. You've got yeah. females, different sizes. You've got mm. these other characters from all around the world. So it's very much, if you look at the social movement yeah. in America, it kind of mirrors itself in the comics as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, the main character, one of the main characters, Blade. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you've got all these other stuff going on with it, which I think, and you say it's very telling of the time. It's brave as well yeah. for the, the people to do you know, sticking someone like it's, Blade in the box. It's very mature storytelling yeah. as well. Like it's really it it does feel it's a serialised drama. Yes. It really is. Yeah. And it, and you don't often get that with a lot of comic back then it was usually like two issues and done for the most part. And and there are arcs in it, definitely, but it, it is very much an ongoing And when To a Dracula finished, mm. that was pretty much the end of Marvel horror, really. Yeah. In that kind of guise. Yeah. Like obviously, you've still got Ghost Rider. We've still yeah. got Blade knocking around, and Dracula. Yeah. Twin Dracula has popped up. At, yeah, here and there. Uh, but not, not a, like if we think about it now. Back in the day, that's not a very long run. No. Nowadays, that would be a massive run. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. for a create a small creative two guy creative team, yeah. that would be a massive run. But that, I think that's very telling. Like we see that as a as a. A success story, but back then it might not have been necessarily yeah, I think that much. World success. by Night was like forty-eight issues yeah. or something like that, and um, the, that, and again that's great as well. Yeah, the other ones kind of ran for like ten. I think ten um, to fifteen. I yeah, think. Frankenstein was I think it's nineteen twenty issues. Yeah, I think so, something there. like that. Yeah. So, but then you've got the drag seventy issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even even else. even like Man Thing, if you include like Adventure into Fear mm. and the Man Thing title and the giant sizes, they were very into the giant sizes around this time they as did well. Like the giant sizes. Did, so man giant thing. size Man thing yeah you can make all the jokes you <laughs> Say want it again giant size man thing um 
Amaze balls. <laughs> that's that's one of the best comic book titles of all time. But you know that was at least thirty plus issues, almost mm. forty issues. And again, quite successful. Now we look at that and say, oh, that that ran for quite. We can barely get you know five seven issues out of a comic before and, it gets cancelled. And they've, they've been out. They've reprinted. Like at, mm. at the moment, they've got the the Warner kind of magazines reprinted. Yes, all in black and white as well. Because mm. I hate it when they colour them in. Yeah, keep them black and white. Yeah. Dracula has been split to three volumes now. Mm-hmm. First volume's really hard to get hold of. Yeah. One and two, dead easy. Yeah. But I happen to have them in my store. Mm. Um, that's Tomb of Dracula, the complete collection? The complete collection, Volume yes. one, two, and three, I think, yes, at the, the moment. Yes, number one is very expensive. Number two well, and yeah, three. Well, yeah, because people want the first yeah. one, don't and they? And, you know, I think I pretty much read one to ten hmm. more than any. Yeah. Because... I forget and I have to go back and read it because yeah. I'm, I'm getting old. Go on, go and get it. And get it digi- you know, I hate digital comics. Get it digitally. If the only way you can get yeah, it is to get, get it, it digitally. Get it digitally. Get it digitally just yeah. so you can read the first 10 issues. And again, I mean, you can sign up to, like I do, I sign up to Marvel Unlimited so it's it's accessible there, the whole thing, um, for the most part. Um, but it's it's really nice to hear you because you're, you're much more of a kind of a DC guy so it's yes. really nice to hear you you like praise some kind of Marvel stuff, and I mean, I mean, I'm more of a Marvel guy, and you're more of a DC guy. But I love DC as well, and I, and you like Marvel. But it's nice to hear you talk I, about a title. I don't that you think really DC like. nailed horror at all. No, um, they have they have they had some good the, the House of whatever it's called. I think DC have got. I think DC have probably got a better pantheon of of horror or mystical characters. Yeah, but around this time, mm. the, the books I do I almost bought a book of the weekend. I can't remember what it's called, but it was. Mm. I've, the only reason I bought it is because when I've got a book about horror books and stuff, yeah. and it's 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 a picture of it was saying this is like the first book after the cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, came out, so I wanted to get it and, yeah, and read yeah. it, but ended up buying World by Night number one instead. Nice. Um, I don't think they nailed it. No. I think having characters that people knew mm-hmm. was was a was a good thing. Having yeah, yeah. characters they didn't have to pay for. Yeah. Um, and having them styled in a certain way that even if you walk down the street, you tell me. You know, no matter whether you're yeah. five to fifty-five to five hundred. You know, you know the Wolfman. You know Dracula. You know Frankenstein. Yeah. You know Dracula. Even even the name. Even, yeah. You know, you might. Some kids can't read, but they they know Frankenstein. They yeah. know they know Dracula. They know and you know. D- DC's what they do. I Frank. Um, I Vampire. Yes. Um, was, yeah, yeah. was was appalling compared to this. Mm. You know, the, the, all the law around it, they changed a bit about how vampires were and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When they redid it for the New 52, it was a little bit better, a bit mangerish and a bit yeah. kind of... Young adult yeah. sort of thing, yeah. But nothing ever came close. And f- for me, it was a big DC fan saying they didn't really nail horror. Like, if you think about it, all the kind of reprint stuff are all, like Marvel horror. Hmm. All they've really got is kind of Swamp Thing. Yeah, I think that's the main kind of... Obviously, you had the Lan Wein run, mm. and and then you also had the Alan Moore run, and they're both both very good runs, very different. Yeah, I'd say Alan Moore takes a lot from from Steve Gerber's Man Thing, the kind of yeah. uh, trippy kind of. He's more of a hero. Stuff, he's, he's he's sympathetic. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I think you know. I think Man Thing is it's depending on the story yeah. and the and the characters he has because he's he respond he doesn't have a mind he doesn't he only responds to emotional stimuli so if it's negative emotion sounds like some of the people I know. <laughs> So, so he responds to you know if someone's you know happy and, and is not afraid of him, mm-hmm. he's genuinely okay with them. He's just a shambling moss man, a man muck, if you will. And but Swan Thing has a mind. He has intentions and dreams yeah. and aspirations. But yeah, Man Thing is very much a cipher. So again, you support him with a really good supporting cast or a or a Spider Man or a, you know mm-hmm. a Thing or something like that. Iron Man likes. Put a good cast together. He can be. A, he's a really interesting character, and and can affect the story in so many different ways. 
But and I really, I really, really do think he's one of the most underrated and unappreciated Marvel comic book characters there are. Yeah. And especially those. If, if I don't read anything else that Man Thing that's not by Steve Gerber. If it's by Steve Gerber, read it. Everything else, pff, bit rubbish. Or some of the guest appearances are okay, you know, here and there because I like, I just like seeing Man Thing. So mm-hmm. put him in the guest spot. Um, but he's an amazing. He's probably my favorite. Apart from Tomb of Dracula, I've not really read much Werewolf by Night, but I will. I think he's he needs more kind of spotlight. He had a bad film, so like nobody wants to t- nobody wants to touch these characters after they have a bad film. TV film, yeah, sci-fi produced yeah. TV movie. Rubbish. He had nice um, glowy eyes though. The de- I don't think the design was bad. I just think the the film was giving me the pull off the kind of touchy, yeah. mindy stuff. Yeah, it's, I think you need to. I think they just grounded it too much in reality. Yeah, I yeah, think that was that was the main yeah. issue. But I have been watching the Swamp Thing and Amazon Prime yes. show, so I'm enjoying that quite a lot. Actually, oh, the practical effects on it. Yeah, the practical effects are brilliant. I'm going to talk about um, with our friend Michael Chandler. I'm going to talk about that quite soon. Um, Talking of mindless mind things <laughs> mindless man things <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, there we go <laughs> we love you mate we love you really you, you can edit that out it'll be fine <laughs> I'm going to leave it in yeah. I'll leave it in I've called him worse he's, he's, uh, he can get over it um, so, so yeah um, I wanted to kind of like. I think go read it Go read Tim and Dracula. Yeah, go read it. I've got a few uh, recommendations for Dracula stories, in fact. Oh. And a few other kind of horror um, kind of reading recommendations. Uh, before that, actually, I'd like to talk about some of the other characters we might not have mentioned that have come out of this kind of era yes. of Marvel, the kind of horror characters. So we spoke about Ghost Rider. Yes. It was number nine. Because the, the World by Night was number two. Yes, so he was, was, yeah. So uh, they tri- it was a trial and Marvel yeah, Spotlight, Spotlight, I believe. Number nine, yeah. So they did, yeah, Marvel Spotlight. So they did Werewolf by Night, got a series. I preferred, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I preferred um, Ghost Rider's original design as well. I read it with yeah. the kind of... Yeah. And they kind of brought that back for the Robbie uh, Reyes yeah, version. I, I liked, the, yeah, I quite like that. That's cool, that's cool. Um, selling his soul to Satan. We've all been there. Yeah, who hasn't done that? Um, but yeah, obviously Ghost Rider and all those kind of characters and those related characters and all the there's been multiple Ghost Riders since as well and multiple uh, Heavens on Fire has like an army of Ghost Riders throughout history it's just silly (laughs) it's crazy Uh, Werewolf by Night we mentioned Um, Topaz who's kind of his girlfriend uh, sorceress as well she gets introduced in there Tigra is was also Ty- yeah. was known as the the um, was in a giant sized werewolf by night and she yeah. was known as the werewoman. Yes. Um, so it's kind of like a new uh, that was, was kind of during the kind of feminist of, um, kind of feminist wave of characters that came through. Frank saying, "Well, werewoman, they're a woman. Well, there's a wolf." So you also had uh, we talked about Frankenstein's monster, Man Thing. Um, Howard the Duck was also introduced. Howard the Duck. I mean, he's not really a horror character. But I don't know. Was... It's in the film. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was quite bad. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Kale is a sorceress in there as well. She, she and uh, Satana, who's the sister of Son of Satan, Damon Hellstrom, yeah. um, or Hellstorm as he's also known. Devil gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a randy bastard. Well, well, Stanley's original idea for Son of Satan was, I want to do a, a comic about Satan. <laughs> Satan's the hero, and they're like, um, pull it back a bit, Stan. Pull, pull that back just a touch. Um, think about it. We've already got Dracula. Fair enough. We made him slightly sympathetic, but it's hard to make Satan sympathetic. Yes. So maybe the we'll fall we'll an angel. Take that back a bit. Just like maybe give it a bit more of a human element. Son yeah. of Satan. Yeah, whatever. Just do it. Do it. And uh, you know, Ghost Rider yeah. and all that. Very full. I mean, he was part of the satanic panic, I guess, and all those kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, during that era. Um, so Lilith, we talked about, Lilith, daughter yeah. of Dracula, she was in there. Um, so Ulysses and Elsa Bloodstone, who are 
uh, kind of immortal monster hunters. Yes. Um, both, I think they're both English as well, so that's, which is nice. Um, she's Elsa's kind of very much like a, in a Buffy vein, more of a modern character, yeah. um, kind of late 2000s, I think, or early 2000s maybe. But she's coming to her own recently. She's in the new Marvel video game. Oh, right. Who else? Brother Voodoo we talked about. Nakantu, the living mummy, as you mentioned. Living. Living. Uh, it, the living colossus. Have you seen the cover to that? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of it's kind of grabbing and yeah. breaking out of something. I think. Yeah, it's good. It's, I like the cover. It's very it's very kind of um, reminds me of B movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very stuff, much yeah. so. Uh, you've got a very another very similar character. Him is the golem, which is obviously the, yeah, based golem, off yeah. uh, Jewish, Jewish Jewish folklore, folklore yeah, kind of that, that crystal. Legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I know my shit. You do. I know. You do. <laughs> I don't need to tell you anything. That's for everybody else. Um, so the devil slayer. Have you heard of that one? No. He's kind of he's a bit spawnish he fights demons and he can pull different weapons out of his cloak right. and he can teleport and stuff he's, he's kind of in the defenders a little bit and some other stuff the manphibian never heard of it manphibian is i think it was on the first issue of like legion of monsters when there was like a it was part of the magazine right, yeah. black and white um but yeah he's one of the lesser known of the monsters uh simon garth the zombie or tales of the zombie i think the comic was called as uh, gabriel the devil hunter who's kind of a an exorcist I think he was in those those magazines yeah. as well. Those magazines and the Straw Man. It was also known as the Scarecrow. I that's in the um, omnibus Marvel omnibus stuff. He's okay, on, yeah. on the back cover. Yeah, because he's he's basically kind of a demon that's in a painting. Yeah, and he's also a fear lord. As several characters yeah, kind yeah. of feed on fear, like nightmare. He looks and, like Scarecrow and despair. Like yeah, so. yeah, he's an actual Scarecrow. Yeah. But there's it's not. It, I think they changed his name not to confuse him with the other Marvel character, the Scarecrow, Ebenezer yeah. Lawton. Yeah. Uh, or obviously Jonathan Crane from DC Comics. Um, but yes, let's get on to the recommended reading. So you mentioned Tomb of Dracula can complete collection. Yes. Um, it's also been collected in a few smaller volumes, I believe. Yeah, and all the giant size ones and all the offshoots have been put into a book as well. Yeah, there you go. Um, I've got the essential collection, which is black and white That's version. That's the old, yeah. That's, the old. Uh, they're, they're out of print, obviously, because they're a bit old. But there are, they are still available and they're relatively cheap, depending on which one you're after. Um, but you can, I think number one would be quite expensive, volume one. And if you don't mind reading kind of newspaper print and black and white, it's fine. That's why the fact that they were cheap. They were cheap. Exactly. They were cheap at the time. That's why I I was a bit like, "Mm, I don't want to buy black and white for a while. And then I was like, you know what, forget it. Call me. Exactly. Just do that. Uh, So um, I'm going to recommend Doctor Strange versus Dracula, the Montessi formula. So this Werewolf by Night introduced the idea of the Darkhold, which is this tome of evil and dark spells and creative wells and vampires and it's featured in agents of shield in the ghost rider series when he's in it um so it's a big part of that and dr strange successfully destroys all vampires in the marvel universe all of them it's a bit mean yeah well they probably deserved it didn't they i think hannibal king survived i think they kind of let he kind of let him off Mm, do they deserve it I don't know. Who Natural knows? selection. Who knows? But I mean, it's in it's in that book, so you know somebody put it in there for a reason. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and that was written by like the elder god. Uh, I think it's Shithon. Is it Shith- <laughs> okay. Shithon, yeah. and he's a, he's like the the god of evil. Yes. Um. So, so but yeah, that's a really. He's cool. my favorite god, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, surely, surely. I also recommend Captain Britain and MI thirteen Vampire State. Um, this has got all the British superheroes teaming up, and Dracula has base on the moon. Uh, and he fires um, vampire suicide bombers at London from his moon base. 
it's genius. It is one of the best things. I mean, it looks great. It, it is gorgeous. It's um, some really great art. It's, it's written by Paul Cornell. I think it's Paul Cornell. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. Lots of the whole series is great. If you really want to get into Marvel, like British superheroes, it's amazing. Uh, Black Knight's in there. Um, Spitfire. Blade turns up as well. Union Jack. Uh, Pfizer Hussein, who becomes the wielder of the Excalibur sword. Mm-hmm. I think she calls herself Excalibur as well, maybe. I can't remember. I think she might kill Dracula with the sword. I believe. Uh, spoilers, um, but it's, that would work, though, wouldn't it? Um, but it's a great. There's a great bit where Doctor Doom meets up with Dracula, and and Dracula goes to attack Doctor Doom, and he goes, "Actually, you can't attack me because I've got a piece of Jesus Christ's crucifix in my armor, so you can't touch me." And Dracula's like, "Oh, oh no, you got me." Oh, oh well, ne- maybe next time. <laughs> so yeah, so he's just like, "Yep, yeah, can't do that." Um, Dracula makes up quite a few appearances in the X-Men trying to woo Storm into being like the queen of the vampires who um, and who wouldn't she's yeah, uh, Doctor yeah. Doom trust her woo yeah. her it's a lot of people trying to woo Storm yeah. beautiful fantastic character um, so I'm going to recommend X-Men Curse of the Mutants which okay. is more of a modern take and uh, his look is, is altered for that and he's kind of got more of a Legacy of Kane look if you're familiar with those video games and there's a, there's a great bit where they have to resurrect um, Dracula and Blade says um, no, because you wouldn't resurrect Hitler to be, you yeah. know, Osama bin Laden, would you, or Saddam Hussein? Um, I just love that bit. Some of the other comics um, that we talked about: so Werewolf by Night, Complete Collection, Man Thing, Complete Collection. I'm going to recommend a '90s comic that kind of uh, brought back. I know, right? That brought back the kind of horror characters. So I'm going to recommend Spirits of Vengeance: Rise of, Vengeance, yeah, yeah. of the Midnight Suns. Yeah. So that kind of combines Morbius, Ghost Rider, yeah. and all these other kind of characters. A lot of the Tomb of Dracula characters come back as yeah. well: Blade and Frank Drake and Hannibal King. Um, they're known as the Night Stalkers. Uh, I'm going to uh, recommend as well. My favourite version of Ghost Rider, which is the Danny Ketch version, which is the nineties version, mm-hmm. um, which I quite I am I'm really? partial to. I like that version. Listen, it wouldn't do us all like the same thing, but you're wrong. Um, well, that's, <laughs> that's what I like. That that was my Ghost Rider, so that's it's that's like your it. Doctor Who. That's yeah. my Ghost Rider, yeah. so whatever. Um, I don't mind. I don't, I, to be honest, I, I've not had access to that original run of Ghost Rider, and it was very. The problem with the original run of Ghost Rider is very all over the place as well, like yeah. tone wise. It's like, yeah. is it a superhero book? Is it a horror book? No, it's a superhero book. Maybe it's not. Maybe I mean everything as well. Yeah, like Marvel presents. Yeah, it's just like it was all over. Yeah, the sh- yeah. It was all over the show. So I couldn't really get into. It. I know later in the run it gets more kind of they they ground the tone a bit more. Yeah. But for a while it's just not good. The Punisher, Franken Castle. Franken Castle, which yeah. features he gets chopped up by Wolverine's son, yeah. and then the Legion of Monsters, all the characters we've been talking about, bring him back to life as a Frankenstein creature, Morbius specifically, and then he protects this underground monster metropolis in New York because they're being exterminated by this guy who's basically like a walking tank thing. But yeah, it's it's an amazing story. It sounds ridiculous. But it's actually really fun and really like it's quite there's some quite heartfelt moments in there. And eventually it goes back to the kind of status quo of the Punisher as well. Legion of Monsters or the Howling Commandos, they're two yeah. kind of mini series that you can look up. There's Howling Commandos of Shield as well, which is a similar thing. Um, um but I think they're good. A few listener comments. So a few friends of ours from oh, from we, have uh, friends. we do, we do. So a couple of friends have I've asked um, do you have a favourite storyline, horror storyline or horror characters? Yeah from Marvel uh, that you like and you're fond of. Uh, Paul Meller has said that he, he says, Immortal Hulk, big thumbs up. I and know I, that, Marvel And I would agree. Best Marvel book out there. It is, it definitely is. Annette Wantling 
says, thanks to our Sun Hayden Spider-Man obsession, we have all actually enjoyed the first two Marvel Zombie runs. So Marvel Zombies. Also the Army of Darkness crossover. So yeah. Ash of the Evil Dead fighting the Marvel Zombies, which I, I've not read, but it sounds brilliant. And then on Twitter, I am Jack's Musings at I am Jack's Musings, one of our biggest fans. He says, it's not an area that I'm knowledgeable about, so I'd have to say Marvel Zombies. So Marvel Zombies, quite a modern horror yeah, yeah. comic, but one of the one of the bigger, more popular ones. Great, so I think we're done. Nearly. Oh gosh, what do you want to say? DC Marvel. Right. DC or Marvel Horror. DC read the Batman Red Rain books with Dracula. Red Rain. Red so, Rain. So, yeah, Red yeah. Rain Bloodstorm. Yeah. And Batman Castle of the Bats and um, Gotham by Gaslight. There you go. Good, good. That's some good recommendations. So, yeah, Marvel we're doing Marvel. We're doing Marvel, but fair play. No. I just thought, you know, we mentioned Dracula and, and yeah, Vampire and Sw- Swamp Thing. Obviously, we mentioned Swamp yeah, yeah. Thing is a good um, one. But the, the the Red Rain trilogy, uh, uh, Justice League Dark, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. Dip, dipping out of it. But dipping out of it. The 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 Batman Red Rain stuff, Kelly Jones artwork yeah. out there, just just great. do it. And, just um, do it. Obviously, um, Gotham by Gaslight with Jack the Ripper. Perfect, perfect. So, um, so yeah, this is us. I think that was yes. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking about some classic Marvel horror characters. Not talked about Marvel for a while, so it's nice to come back to the roots. I'm I'm glad I was here. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you were because I, I think it'd now be quite... put your claws on and okay. um, chill out. I've got toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, uh, before we go, just where to find the podcast? So on Facebook, it's at Secret Balls. Twitter, Dan at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram, Spider Down Secret Balls, and the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, many, many more. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. Thank you, Den. Thank you, Dan. Oh, so Ooh. good. So, so good. <laughs> right, we'll see you later in the next edition of Shockphobia First.